Nantucket, Massachusetts, three weeks ago, near the beginning of October, three weeks before Halloween. What we didn't know then is what we know now. When it's too late, two weeks before Halloween, Wilson's Jewelry, Gotham's finest for Gotham's finest. My mother's pearls were purchased here, the pearls she wore the night she was murdered. Julian Day, a.k.a. the Calendar Man, commits crimes coinciding with the calendar. It might be days of the week, the four seasons, or holidays. He had always worked alone. He now gathers teams of warped, like-minded men to do his dirty work. With Halloween approaching, I suspect I know why he has changed. Where is Julian Day? From Batman the Long Halloween Special, 2021 by Jeff Loeb and art by Tim Sale. And you are listening to Heroes Home Base Podcast, Episode 60. Hey guys, this is Mark. Hello folks, it's Rob. Hey, what's going on guys? This is Rich. Welcome to Episode 60. It is now July. I think the last time we got together, it was right after Memorial Day. Well, it's after the 4th of July now. Got a uh, really excited to get together with you guys tonight because we've got so much stuff to talk about. And uh, yeah, I'm really excited to hear about Mark's uh, con review and his trip to Denver. And we've got quite a few. I found quite a few articles this past month to discuss. And I got my poll. Sadly, some more deaths to talk about. Yeah, unfortunately. So, uh, let's uh, do the usual catching up. Mark, what you been up to besides traveling to Denver and home? <laughs> um, just working. It's been a really busy, fun summer so far. I'm so happy. It's just been a very, you know, the well, past one two of us years having fun. <laughs> it's just been a busy, you know, but the past two years with COVID and everything. It's just nice to get out. So there's lots of things that I'm doing. You know, the last episode I talked about concerts and plays that I've been going to and. Um, Denver was last weekend, 4th of July weekend. And, um, I swear every time I cross something off my list, I end up adding one more. I just found another issue that John Byrne did the interiors for. And so mm-hmm. I got to add that to my list now. Nice. Um, it's a rare, it's, I don't know how rare it is. I feel like it's going to be a little bit of a rare one, but, um, just the weather in New York city has been great. I've just been working, working hard, and it's so nice to have my weekends off. You don't understand. Every Sunday morning Uh I get up and I almost like start crying a little bit because it's just so nice to just be in the house and have a full weekend, you know? And it really does something for your disposition and for your mind the next day, you know, just to be in the house and just rest and chill. And so I've just been, I have a stack. I think I got 23 comics last week in Denver. Nice. And so I've just been finishing up those. those. Oh, man. So it's just been great. Nice. Rob, what's up with you, bud? Uh, well, I think I'm still tired from last weekend. Uh, right? I mean, what didn't uh, me and the family do on the 4th of July weekend? Uh, so we did a whole bunch of stuff. Took the kids to see the new Minions movie. Well, I took the boys. Millie's still a little too young. So that would have been like Jensen's third time in the movies. And it would have been Elliot's technically his second. But his first movie, he was like three weeks old when we went and see Saw Incredibles 2. So this is technically his first. Um, so that was fun. They had a good time. The movie was, I'll give it like a 7 out of 10. Um, <laughs> there were some 
there were some funny parts, so I'm glad I saw it and they they were enjoying it. Elliot is so small that he almost like fell through the recliner at uh, Crosswoods. What? <laughs> like he just like disappears. Um, then Saturday last weekend, we went over to Becky's grandma's for a nice Fourth of July party, and then Sunday went over to uh, Rich's house for several hours. Had a good time there. Drank a lot. Yeah. Um, had some good food, and then Sunday night, actually after Rich's party, we camped out in the backyard for the first time. We got a tent, got everybody some new sleeping bags, and Millie lasted like twenty minutes. Um, Were so all of you sleeping in there? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. It's a six-person tent, so the ladies didn't make it, but we we the guys managed to do it uh, all night. So they did great. We had some glow sticks, so that was fun. Then Monday, the holiday, we were gonna go to a parade, and I'm like, no. I'm not doing that. So I got the blow up pool out in the backyard. I was, I managed to, to fix it and then uh, went to the fireworks with rich. So yeah, busy um, comic book wise. I am super busy doing like continued education. My license is coming up in mid August. So that's kind of sucking up a lot of my time. Although I did manage to uh, binge uh, stranger things for, um just yep. in time for those last two episodes to drop and we finished it like tuesday night so and if memory serves this is the first time stranger things has come out since we've been recording this podcast since i know they were on like a two-year hiatus so you're probably right yeah so that's uh that's me fellas at least uh the recent events right uh work is I'm glad you're having fun this summer, Mark, because work's been kind of crazy. We did have a 4th of July party. Felt like a kegger. Like, in Columbus, we have the red, white, and boom thing, and where I work, they they always have this big uh, party. And they get a bunch of alcohol. Well, apparently, there was a bunch of beer left over, so I got, I don't know, 60 cans of free beer that I don't even think we drank half of it. <laughs> so, got plenty of beer for the rest of the summer. Um haven't really been drinking a whole lot of beer but at least it's free that you like if you get it for free so yeah i've been uh taking the kids to the pool it's been pretty hot and um yeah just hanging out with the kids and the fam and trying to stay you know cool but yeah let's uh let's get into it mark you want to take it away buddy let's talk about your travels man so super excited last week i was in denver from thursday to sunday for the denver fan expo and I'm glad that I went because I kind of now have an idea of what the fan expos were about. I went to the fan expo because I wanted to go to the expo and also to travel to Denver to Mile High Comics, the nation's largest comic book store. And that cannot saw- be emphasized enough. <laughs> right. And I sent you guys pictures. You saw, right? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So you guys saw the pictures. It was incredible. I checked into my hotel room. I stayed at the Hyatt downtown and ended up running into one of my fraternity brothers who I hadn't seen in 20 years. So that was no cool. kidding. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I walked in. I'm like, what are you doing here? He's like, what are you doing here? And so that was fun. Um, I went to the con. First Friday, Thursday, I just chilled. Right. Friday, I got up, did a little bit. Of How science. long was your flight? Did you three have this a direct? Was it a direct flight? Yeah. A little under okay. three hours. Okay. And okay, so on the way there, I watched the movie Morbius. Morbius sucked, just so <laughs> we can put that out there. Morbius sucked. So Friday, I did a little sightseeing and I went to Mile High and I my jaw dropped. It was just just like you saw in the video, just like 
it was just awesome. It was huge. It was massive. And I just did spend like maybe 45 minutes to an hour in there. I didn't want to go through everything because I didn't know what the fan expo had to you know, had to offer. So right. I'm glad I went there. And then I came back to my hotel, chilled, just relaxed. And then Saturday, got up early, went straight to the con, which is directly across the street from my hotel. And I was in there for about two, two and a half hours and left. What? It was whack. It was 100% whack. Okay, so can you you give me some scale here? So So picture... Picture, picture the room that I stay in at your house, Rich. Okay. Picture that size room, the kids' playroom downstairs. Picture okay. that size room. Mm-hmm. Picture three of those in the Javits Center, and that were all. That was all the comic book vendors in the whole Holy place. Holy shit! Wow. That size room in the Javits Center, and that's all the comic books there were. So there was probably this is in the Colorado Convention Center. Less than five hundred boxes. Yeah. Oh wow! So, I can just picture you like. Uh, there's more boxes at local garage. So what I'm hearing <laughs> is you did it in the wrong order, Mark. You should have gone to the Fan Expo and then Mile High. <laughs> well, I left the Fan Expo at like 12:30 and went back to Mile High and spent three hours. <laughs> yeah, there. you did. I sure I did. I went back across the street, went to my to the lobby of my hotel, called me an Uber. He picked me up, took me. It, it, it's only four miles. It's only it was only 13 oh, minutes. Oh, nice. It's 13 minutes from my hotel. So it's 13 minutes. It's quick. And you're there. I went back to Mile High. I got myself a little shopping basket. They have shopping carts and shopping baskets when you walk in. And I got myself some snacks. I went through, they call it the Ocean of Comics. The picture that I sent you, they call it the Ocean of Comics. And I went through all of that. And I texted you the picture of how they overprice everything. So one of the books that I picked up that I texted you, Rich, should have been only been $1.52. They marked it up to $81. Jesus. He doesn't want to sell anything. That's crazy. But I That's bought crazy. all my books there. So I tell bought, me. I bought, tell six, me what... I bought six books at the con, at Fan Expo. I bought six books because their vendors, uh, the three vendors that I went to, it, it was not organized. It was like, dollar, oh. you, you know how you organize the dollar boxes? You just put it. Yes. That's how it was. Ugh. Nothing yeah. had title dividers, oh, so I just on, so I just happened to just go, 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 just go through and I saw the six issue miniseries of Superman, and I'm like, oh, this is the one we're talking about. So I no, bought Man issue, of Steel, the Man of Steel, Man of Steel right, with okay. John Byrne. So yep. I bought one, two, four, five, and six. I need three. That's the issue with Batman. I don't have that one. I need. I want that issue. Okay. The issue with Batman in it. So I bought I bought those and I bought um one um the first appearance of Scott Lang as Ant-Man is okay. issue number 47 and 48. I bought 48. 48 was only $25. So I bought that one. So you got out of the Fan Expo not spending even 100 bucks. I spent 40 bucks. 40. Damn. So wait, what else was there? Cosplay, Funko, video games, medieval shit, a bunch of medieval shit. I rode the elevator with me to medieval shit. I get to medieval <laughs> shit. Medieval shit, con cosplay, um, Star Wars. Uh, no, okay, so what was your interaction with people? Because I know you're probably not having a good experience when you're not taking pictures with cosplay people. No. <laughs> I didn't see a single one. I uh, sat at my table because I brought my because I when I landed at the airport when I took the train down into the city as soon as I came up out of the subway what's right in front of me a Whole Foods so I went across the street to Whole Foods got my snacks for the con like we always do and right. I sat there at twelve o'clock and I was like mm, 
I just <laughs> ate my lunch. I was like, this is some bullshit. So I was like, every... I was like. I was like, can I sit here, please? They were like, yeah. I was like, all right. The three comic book vendors, every single box was like complete trash. None of it was organized. Oh, God. They had the wall books, the CGI, the, the not CGI, CGC. but the CGC books. Those, <laughs> CSI. That, that shit was organized. The ones that cost $50 million they want, no. but none of the other shit, not nip, nip. That, that sucks, sucks, man. So I went right back across the street. Well, Uber, what did you? Mile high. I sure didn't did. people ask you what you thought of it? <laughs> didn't you? I got back when I at the and when I came from Mile High, I took my I was in Mile High for three hours, and I got my got back in my Uber because it's a, it's if you go through an actual residential neighborhood and behind the residential mm-hmm. neighborhood, it's very industrial warehouses right. all over the place. So this is kind of like loose rocks and shit. So it's okay. in a it's in a large warehouse and it's like back in the cut. So I'm thinking, I'm like, I'm not gonna be able to catch an Uber back here because this is like back in the cut. There's like loose rocks and shit. And I was like, the f-? so, but no, I, I waited like four <laughs> minutes for my Uber. So I was like, okay. So I get back to my hotel and I saw some medieval people dressed to the T in medieval times, like in the elevator. I was like, what did you guys think of this con? Because it was whack. Because I didn't like it. They were like, they're still trying to find. It. They were like, we agreed. They were like, we didn't like it either. But they're still trying to find their footing. So is this like the first year around? or the second year? I think they said it's the second year. Oh, okay. He's like, this. I'm like, there was no comic books. I went for comic books because everybody loved my t-shirt because I got more compliments. That's the only people I talked to because I was wearing a Scarlet Witch t-shirt and they were like, we love your shirt. I'm like, thanks. <laughs> thanks. <This sucks. laughs> Don't love your costume. <laughs> no. But it was, it was okay. There was like a lot of anime and a lot of art, a lot of posters, a lot of art. It was a lot of art. Um, Mark, was there any art? It was art. Jim Lee's, you know, you had to pay $500 to breathe the same air as him. I was like, that, Mr. Lee. Like, I saw Jim you in Lee Seattle. Was there. Yeah, Jim Lee was there. You had to be $500 to breathe the same air as him. He was there. Um, same t-shirt guy that I saw at Winter, that um, that I saw in Seattle. He was there. I went and stopped and talked to him. He likes to get his talk on. I was like, okay, bye. <laughs> See, I just want to say hi. Yeah. And so it was, I didn't like the con. So I went, to my, I went back to Mile High, and I went through the Ocean of Comics. And I bought, and everything that weekend was 60% off. It's a very interesting percentage. Yeah, it was 60% off. So I got all the books that I could. A lot of uh, early 90s Fantastic Four, when they were really going through like a hard time. Um, this is right after the Infinity Wars, like 93, 94, 95. So issues 400, 401, 402, 405. So they were having a hard time. And Mr. Fantastic was presumed dead at that time. So the roster was kind of weird. It had like Invisible Woman, Namor, Scott Lang as Ant-Man, uh, The Thing. So it was a weird lineup. But got a bunch of those that I've been looking for. Um, with Tom, I think DeFalco and Paul Ryan were the writers. And then I got, and then I went, so the, this is how big the story is. So you have the Ocean of Comics, but behind that, there's a help desk with two uh-huh. people that want it. And behind those two people, I only, I should have took a picture. There was one shelf that had a sign on it that says, this shelf holds 10,000 comic books. And there are 20 of those shelves. Wow. I counted. I got up to 15, but I know there was more. There were 15 rows of that that said there are 10,000 comics on this shelf. So she was like, give me your list. I gave <laughs> her my list. She's like, give me a half hour. What was her name? What was her name? Haley. Haley. Okay. Shout out, Haley. <laughs> she came back over to me. She said, give me a half hour. She came back over to me. She said, here are all your books. She got me all 23 of my books. Damn. Can you? I uh... was like, holy 
shit. There were some books on there that were like $150. I was like, uh, no, I don't think so. And so I didn't get those. But um, there was one book that I bought that was like 63 and one was 48, but was 60% off. So in all in total, I spent about $121. Nice. That's awesome. Yeah. I mean, uh, I was just, when I saw those books, I was like, oh, this is on my list, you know? Because I because for months, I've been looking up what the picture looked like because, you know, I've been on my John Byrne kick right now. And so I've just been looking at it. Oh, boy, I wonder what this issue was like. And da, 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 and finally, I had it in my hand. It's very exciting. And can I tell you, oh, my God, those books are so good. And a lot of the books, those there's two in particular. One of them was a giant size. Oh, let me go, let me go back into Mile High. She comes over with my books. I get my books. I'm happy. So I'm going through the ocean of comics. I'm going through shelves and shelves and glass cases of action figures, of toys, mm. action figures I haven't seen. Like you saw the picture. You saw yeah. the video of pictures of action figures I haven't seen since I was five. They have an entire Star Wars section. They have an entire um, Star Trek section. There is a life-size Sentinel inside of the place they i saw um all their uh bus like the little um yeah okay yeah. so i saw one of mockingbird it was three hundred dollars i'm like what yes how big oh, God. like the normal size bust i'm like oh god this is the one i need there was a falcon one that was 85 I, if it was if mockingbird was 85 i would have bought it so but, like is, is it the same size of the one that was by the train station in new york that no this one was smaller it was smaller? That yeah. one was pretty small. Yeah, it was $300. I'm like, what the f <laughs> But I would have bought it. And if it was 85, if it was $100 or less, I would have bought it. But there was, there was, um, there was an entire, there's an entire department for trade paperbacks. Yeah, I was going to ask, did you go to the, the whole entire section of yes. all the trades? Oh my God. So it was another shelf like that that said 10,000, all trade paperbacks. Mm. There was a section for action figures. There was a section for dolls. There was a section for the, I think they hold, there was a stage for, for church, for like gay, lesbian, transgender people. I think there's a section for a church. It was in the Star Wars section because where I was sitting, where I was talking to you, Rich, I sat in the section. I'm like, this is set up like a church. And I think, it, I think that's what they do there. I know that he does a lot of charity work and that stuff. He does a he lot does, of like, charity work, auctions there. and stuff. And yeah. so that's, I think that's the section that I was sitting in was because that's how it was set up. They have an entire costume section. They have a whole dollar book section. Each of those, those other sections have has has personnel. So there's like two, one or two people sitting in that department so they can go to the back archives and get you. So it was incredible. But it was extremely, extremely overpriced. Mm, that sucks. I texted but... you the picture. One book was $81. <sighs> yeah. Um, can you... Uh... Do us all the pleasure of going over all the books that you got off your list. Yes. I kind of want to know. <laughs> so I got Marvel Premiere number 48. I got King Size Annual X-Men number three. I've got Captain America 253 and 255. Those are the issues I've been dying for. I got Power Man 48 and 49. I got Spider-Man 11, or 217. That's a continuation. It's Hydro Man and mm -hmm. the Sandman. I got Incredible Hulk Annual number seven. John Byrne and Roger Stern. Did nice. that one? Oh, so incredible. Fantastic Four, 401, 402, 405, 407, 408, 409, and 410. Damn. So what book didn't you get that she had for you? Um, It was Power Man. Oh, Power Man number 24. What's so special about that? It's It, it has it's a appearance of Black Goliath. Okay. 
That one was almost $300. I said, I don't think so. So did you ask her for that missing issue from the Man of Steel line? Or you forgot? I forgot. Mm, I guarantee they had it. <laughs> she said, we have all these. I mean, it was, and I felt bad because I lied. There wasn't two people. She was the only one working that day. She's like, you got to give me some time because I'm the only person working back here that day. And I felt bad. So I didn't give her my whole list. But I wanted to save it also because I don't know what I'll find, you know, in yeah. Toronto, I don't know what I'll find in Baltimore, you know, because Baltimore, you know, like we said, it's supposed to be a book heavy con. So I want to kind of save for that. So, um, but it was a great trip. It was a quick trip. I'm so excited at all the books that I got. I'm still going yeah. through them now. Um, I just can't believe I, I, I just, there's another John Byrne that I added to my list today that I just found. And so I just can't believe I went through and I can't believe I was. We're just going to have to create a, a segment for you on this show that marks John Byrne picks. <laughs> I just can't believe I got to go to Mile High Comics. You know, it was awesome. I wish I could have experienced it with you. You know, yeah, we would have. We would. We the three of us would have spent all day in there. Oh, I I was telling uh, Sean Patterson because we were watching the Kevin Smith video, and I was like, "This is where Mark is right now." And I'm like, I could easily spend an entire day there and still not see everything that I want to see. I'm thinking that maybe in the next year or two, I think that perhaps maybe we should plan a boys trip. Uh, I'd be down. I'd be down. I mean, just from like, because I know how to get around now. And just from like a Thursday to Sunday, you know, mm -hmm. or, or a Friday to Sunday, you know, because Denver is great things going on in Denver. I know the layout, so I know where to get food and shit, you know. But yeah. I think we should just go and just spend the day in there. Just the three of this us. This is like the, this is like what, the third time you've been to Denver? This, this isn't is the, the first. No, this is the first time. Oh, was it? Okay. Yeah. I mean, this. I think, you know, everything is right there. And I think we should plan a boys trip. One day in the next year or two, I think we should just go do it. I'll be down. Bring a list with you and just like, you see, I spent less than $200 in there. And I got well, a majority, yeah. you know. I'm sure all the stuff we want will be there. We don't oh, absolutely. It's major. You know. So it was a great trip. Mile High was great. Um, what else is going on? Um, I'll, when you guys come out here for New York Con, I need to. I'll have a box ready and I'll have some title dividers. But I need you to help me shift and move some of my comics. I saw Thor: Love and Thunder on Friday. It was good. The end credit scene. Are you guys going to see it? I was going to. I don't know. When, don't know when. You can tell me. Well, the end credit. The move, whole movie was great, but. The end credit scene, baby. We got another character. Can you guess who it is? Galactus. No. <laughs> no, I didn't. Mm. Hercules, baby. Oh, nice. We got Hercules in his full Hercules costume, baby. It was a real quick clip, but we got him. He's there. He's in it. He's in it. They showed Hercules. That's it all. Shit. Nice. Um, I finished Stranger Things. Stranger Things is great. Can't wait yeah, for we the can, next one. We could definitely talk about that. Uh, Mark, you start it. Your overall thoughts? I thought it was great. I thought it was definitely, you know, I couldn't wait for the next episode. And what else, you know, uh, this, uh, the first episode was like a, an hour and 18 minutes. And the second one was like two hours close to it. Two hours and like 20 minutes. It was a movie. It was great. Yeah. You know, I thought that nobody, nobody captures the 80s like the Duffy brothers. The Duffer brothers. Yep, straight up. Yep. Nobody catches. I feel I like mean, ever since that show came out, everybody's been trying to do a retro 80s feel. Nobody. Wonder Woman 1984, knew. I'm talking to you. Nobody does it better than the Duffer Brothers. I refuse to skip the introduction because I love it so much. Man, nobody know. does it better. I mean, they took the car to the the just the decor. Everything is just awesome. Nobody. The does thing it that I really like, is, and I, I don't. It was obvious before, but I think like 
it was Stranger Things 3. It was like Resident Evil. Like it was like gross, you know? So there's a lot of distraction there. But in the mall, like that was like, yeah, the mall was its own top of the line 80s nostalgia porn. But I was a little bit more focused this season. And I just really appreciate them almost like characterizing certain famous people from the 80s. Like I look at Nancy and I was like, it's Nightmare on Elm Street embodiment. Yeah. Just down to like her outfits and her hairstyle. And um, I heard they made Eleven look like Winona Ryder in the 80s with some of her stuff. Like it was almost like it it paid tribute to not only the actors that they had, like Matthew Modine and obviously uh, Paul Paul Reiser, you know, and obviously we had uh, Mr. Goonies himself. May he rest in peace in the lobby. Yeah, his quick death scene again. (laughs) Um. But the storytelling is just really, really good. I'm spoiler alert. I managed to call one like an episode before. I'm like, this is probably um, the original dude. But man, I just I like I like that there's probably going to be some time travel going on in the next season. I wouldn't be surprised. Got some Metallica hits in there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, was your, yeah. Go ahead, Rich. And then we can do like some favorite parts. I I really enjoyed it. I, I felt like it, it's still embracing the nerd culture uh, with the Dungeon and Dragons uh, Hellfire Club. The, I, the Some of my criticisms for this one was um, I feel like this is the first season where there were four different stories going on at the same time. And I didn't necessarily like that the crew wasn't all together. Yeah. Um, I felt like the Hopper story took a little bit too long but i liked it i liked the finale of it i don't know i I didn't like that they're the team the nerds weren't all together i guess that was really my only criticism of it it was uh to to piggyback on your storytelling comment i just love movies and shows and i've referenced this before and it's to no comparison to even but the only thing coming to mind to me is Saul how they wrote write that story and then they managed to put it back together from it's just very well thought out and planned and I just love those type of stories where you're getting a little bit from the very beginning you're getting new stuff and then it goes right back to the beginning and it's and it, we're in season four and we're finally figuring out the who number one is the guy running the upside down and that costume was f- badass man, man. Yeah. and 11 is still just super badass man she's still super badass i i really enjoyed it the, the you know minus a couple of my criticisms about the crew not being together but it was uh i felt like the ending was kind of sad and it really it was it still had like a finale um feel to it like the story was at a conclusion to a certain extent but i don't know i i liked the new characters this season and i'm sad to see Eddie go and he was pretty cool. Yeah. I think he got screwed in the end though. I'm glad at least uh Dustin was able to tell his uncle, you know, the true Yeah, and how he heroic out, he was. He went out as a hero, man. Um I kinda I'm kinda with you, dude. I was really disappointed. Actually, I was a little disappointed in the third season that they were kind of split up. Right? Mm-hmm. Like the uh um, Dustin and was more with Steve and, and in the mall type stuff. And then they all kind of came together in the mall. Um, but yeah, I was a little upset by the fragmentation of the team. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I don't really think, and I'd have to go back because I didn't. Watch. I felt like I Will. Didn't. I felt like Will was just a complete afterthought this season. Like he was just there to be there. Well, and I think he had. And... I think he had kind of an essential part in just kind of reconveying to Mike his purpose. But obviously, I think Will is a. Uh, very much in love with Mike um, and recognizing that he's different. But based on the, how the season ended, though, I think he's going to have a significant pivotal role again in, in the last season. Yeah. Um, this is five is going to be the last season, correct? Yeah. I believe so. Yeah. That's what they said. I think it also has to do just with continuity and the fact that they're all like 18 to 22 now. So <laughs> they're playing like, well, and COVID screwed things up, man. I think it seriously put like a two year delay on things well, well that's what they said that we're gonna get the fifth season sooner i hope that's so. good that's tired good. of waiting two and a half years it feels like it's always two years in between seasons regardless of covid um so so rich i'm with you with the with the team being split up the one thing i really hated like i just hated it i did not really like the jock angle uh yeah i wasn't uh, feeling that either like them yeah, just going around mean. And, yeah and just and them and and i get it it added some tension like seriously when the doors opened up and his body fell. I'm like, see you later. F-er. Like, I just like, I hated, I don't think, I think you were supposed to hate him, but it was just like, I don't think it really added any value to it. Like, it's just unnecessary drama, I guess. Um, well, and I think I didn't like it either, but I, I, I think it goes to show the truth about the different clicks that there yeah. are in that like school setting to where the D and D nerd kids are always looked at as freaks and you know, they're in a cult and they're responsible for this and finger pointing and stuff like that. So I think that that group in particular held that, held that. Well, role I of- think it, aside from just validating you know the 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 tension between do i want to be a popular basketball player and a jock versus i want to continue to be in the D stuff i don't really think they added too much to the to the storyline yeah but that's really the only thing i really hated i do hope that they're kind of all together and i didn't rewatch anything but i I almost feel like the only other thing that's kind of lacking is it didn't really explain the real purpose of them moving halfway across the country. Like I know it was to get out of, you know, Hawkins, um, Hawkins but it was just like, eh, like, I don't know, but the storytelling and them going back in time and, Oh my God, Robert England, like get out of here. Yeah. Like, could we like be embracing our inner eighties anymore? I just think they're doing it so well. So I'd be, very interested to see how they how they tie this up. Who is everybody's favorite sleeper character this season? Mine was Murray. I thought Murray was f-ing phenomenal with his karate. He reminded me of Mark. Oh, I learned yeah. some karate and I. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, he was great, <laughs> Mister <laughs> Peanut Butter. <laughs> Mister, yeah. I don't know, dude. I loved Murray. Murray was like my uh, my sleeper star this time. What, what do you think, uh, Mark? Who is your sleeper's character? Um, Erica. Oh, yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> What's your ranking? Yeah. She reminds me of myself. Oh, 100%. 100%. And she, you know she's rocking the Rudy caricature. Yeah. That's freaking Rudy. Uh, for me, it was Eddie and uh, Max killed it this season, man. Yeah. Like, Max was a pretty... Obviously, she was not an original character, came in in season two, but 
she stole the show this season, man. Like outsmarting him. Um, yeah, I just thought that was a phenomenal character. So highly recommend everybody watch that. Uh, do we want to stick with uh, TV shows? I did finish Obi Wan Kenobi. I did oh, yeah. as well. What were your thoughts, Rob? I actually, I actually liked how it ended. Um, third daughter, that's her name, right? Yeah. No. The third sister. Third sister. Third sister. Third I, I, I was <laughs> third aunt. Um, I don't know how I she's felt still like alive. I felt like I felt like they waited too long to tell her story. Like it would have been nice to have a little bit of the context that she was one of the little kids and stuff like that from the beginning, and then you could have established liking the character. Uh, a little bit more and i liked how she was kind of wishy-washy i feel like star wars in general is always looking for that lost person to get redemption by the end of whatever you know what i'm saying well did they give her like a baby lightsaber because like she got stabbed again with a lightsaber and lived like i'm like did they give her a fake lightsaber or something it looked like she uh Got the same spot that Qui-Gon Jinn did, and that dude didn't make it. <laughs> I was actually irritated that they didn't bring him in sooner. Like, okay, so two main things. There's still some continuity problems. Uh, actually, Dr. Doug made this point. He was uh, complaining to me earlier um, last week, I think. He's like, so in New Hope, when he gives himself up to the Force and Luke freaks out, Leia doesn't do anything. I know. That yeah. was Kim's yeah. biggest criticism. Like, she could give two shits less. That, oh, that was Obi-Wan that I sent the message to, and he saved me when I was 10. I know that actress was really 10 years old because I had to look, but she looked like she was five. <laughs> well, I think it's almost and like I, the sh show didn't know what it was trying to do. Well, like and at the end where he's like, we got to keep our, we got to keep, show. we got to keep it a secret, like to, to protect ourselves. Like we're going to pretend like you don't know me and I don't know if you'll ever see me again, whatever. I don't know. I, uh, <clears throat> yeah. So two things. I did really like the final battle between Obi-Wan and Anakin. I really yeah. like that. I like how that ended. But the main thing that pissed me off was Yoda gave him assignment at the end of episode three. Go and watch over Luke and harness your powers and revisit Qui-Gon. Like, what was he doing for 10 years? Right. Like, it's almost like, nope, I came here and uh, here's Luke and uh, I give up. Well, I was talking to uh, show quitter and subject line actually last night because we went to a concert last night and uh he was talking about how Obi-Wan was protecting Luke and was watching over him and making sure that he was going to eventually get trained. But then he told that other Jedi, go bury your lightsaber in the sand. You know, the force, you know, the Jedi are extinct and, you know, it, um, and it was like episode what three or four before he finally used the force. And I'm just like, <sighs> whatever. I don't know. I, I, like... I thought, good, good. I thought, I thought some of, I thought Vader and, and show quitter. And I were talking about this too. Vader to me was too brutal because the thing about Darth Vader, man, is he is just his presence should scare the living shit out of you. Like we're going to go have a board meeting and one of you guys could get choked out at any moment. Like that is Darth Vader. Like he's going to choke the shit out of you if he doesn't if he doesn't like what he hears. I just didn't know if I liked him pulling random people out of their houses by the neck and like, just like, yeah. like I thought that was a little too. Well, I will say though, I'll push back a little bit because I don't a hundred percent disagree with you. I think he matched the cadence of Vader at the end of rogue one. Yeah. 
<laughs> he's freaking throwing rebels all over the ship. Like I don't know. I don't know. Maybe right. maybe Vader is still coming into his own. You know, like obviously still getting darker. Maybe. I guess my favorite part and Kim's favorite part was at the end where he met Luke and all he said was, "Hello there." Hello there. Boom. Could have so ended you, right there. Yeah, I mean, and the thing is, it's like you don't remember meeting him. Right. That, that's the problem that we have with going back in time and trying to write stories in between. And I'm no Star Wars expert, don't get me wrong, and I don't want to piss any Star Wars experts off because there are a few. I just, I don't know, there's continuity issues with it. And uh, I, 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 overall, I enjoyed it. I, I, I still like Ewan McGregor as Obi-Wan, and I thought the overall story was was good, and I didn't have any problems with any of the acting in it. I just thought that, you know... I did. Every single time we have these shows, there's going to be... Con- like mandalorian was great because it was after the fact like it you could tell your own story after the original trilogy had wrapped and i love the ending to that where luke shows up it's just i don't know i feel like there's a big continuity gap between these characters don't know obi-wan kenobi when he just went and rescued her and i think that would be a a huge pivotal memory and then when she grows up She could care less that he gave himself to the force. After watching this show, she should have the reaction that Luke has on the Death Star. Well, like the only real issue I had acting wise is, and again, she's a child star. I think there was too, too much was riding on the young Leia character. Mm hmm. Like, I think there's some other things you could have done. I just think they, I don't want to say they dummied it down. I think they just, they didn't know what they were trying to make. Like, are we making a kid's show or are we making, you know, where it's not necessarily as violent as Boba Fett and Mandalorian. Um, so I don't know. Like, I think it had kind of its own little identity I crisis. Like, quite is this a bit adult? Of, I thought it had a quite a bit of violence with the oh, way it Darth did. Vader was. I know, but like the kidnapping scene was probably the worst Star Wars scene I have ever seen. Yeah. Well, it looked Kim- like. It looked like a, a dad play chasing his daughter on a on a playground. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was bad. It was terrible. I'm like, oh no! And then it happened again when Obi Wan's chasing her on the planet. I'm like, oh, can we stop the the play chase crap? That's so, kind of like where I was like, man, she's probably like five. <laughs> like her legs are only like a foot long. Uh, but uh, show quitter did make a, a decent um, comment about she didn't really like it. Obviously, she doesn't like anything. But where the third sister was almost too powerful because she's using the force to read people's minds. And if Darth Vader's supposed to be this ultimate Sith Lord, why does he have to use the torture machine on the Death Star against Leia in A New Hope? Why can't he just use the force and suck out where the Rebel base and is located? But this third sister chick can. I, I don't. It's a valid point. What did you we guys think t- of the final fight? I, I thought liked it was it. good. I thought oh. it was good. Finally, Obi Wan found his no his joke. force balls. <laughs> I thought that they did a good job of showing how rusty he was with the force. Yeah, yeah. I love where he cut his cut the mask. He's all breathing hard again. I'm like, man, Obi Wan almost got him again too. Yeah. See, I thought I because since watching Obi Wan, I've been rewatching the Star Wars movies, and I thought Rogue One had the best ending entrance into the next movie that had absolutely. the best one yep absolutely i agree out of all the movies that they the disney the disney movies that they started making i feel like rogue one was the best i did because, like solo did you guys like solo i liked it it was entertaining it wasn't it bad. wasn't my favorite 
It wasn't my favorite. I, uh, I feel like Rogue One was literally an entire movie was made off of one comment from A New Hope where a lot of people died to get this information and like to turn it into what we got. I thought it was really good. So. Well, the biggest thing I liked about Rogue One was it actually did a decent job of explaining why the Death Star had such a fatal flaw. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Where her dad yeah, is just like, here you go. Here's your Death Star. <laughs> yep. I enjoyed it. All right. So um, in other news, shall we discuss the passing of another icon in the comic book world? Oh, um, I have some more news. Do you want to talk about that before we go into this? Yeah. Or do you want to go ahead? I bought tickets to see Clerks 3 at the Beacon Theater on September 9th. I what? saw the preview. You saw the preview? You guys see the preview for Clerks 3? I have not watched it yet. Is that it, not trailer? a Kevin Smith autobiography? Oh my God, Mr. Smith. One of my coworkers said he knows how to take an idea and stretch it. <laughs> Over Kevin Smith years. making a point and talking takes like an hour. Yeah. <laughs> so um, he's doing it. He's traveling. It's called the Convenience Tour. And so uh, nice. September 4th, it's going to be showing at the Count Basie Theater. We walked past it when we were walking to um, mm. the Secret Stash in New Jersey. Okay. So it's, it's right down the street from the Secret Stash. And so I was like, oh, boy, you know, I'll go there. I'm thinking, boy, boy, I have to travel all the way to Jersey. But I'm thinking, I wish they could bring it to New York. And sure enough, the next weekend, September 9th, they're bringing it to the Beacon Theater, which I'm so excited. The Beacon Theater is an iconic venue here in new york city so they're showing the theater at the theater there and then then they're um q a q a nice. nice is it just gonna be like the whole cast i don't know it might be i know i know obviously kevin's gonna be there jay's probably gonna be there um but the whole cast they've been doing the fan expo tours okay the, the con so they were there at fan- oh and that's also another thing that was that big there all the cast of clerks was there all the cast of cobra kai was there the cast some of the cast members of the mandalorian was there um some of the cast of um oh uh in lord of the rings were there also nice yeah so the whole cast of clerks is doing this uh fan expo tour and then they're on the convenience tour so i'm excited to see clerks three. i had, i saw clerks the first one i didn't see clerks two and i want to see what they do with clerks three nice yeah clerks is still probably i think his best i don't know man you seem to like red state <clears throat> red state was good too but like i don't know it's just I like that dirty, raw, black and white. It's very reminds me of working at Big Bear. Yeah, you do. (laughs) All right. So why did Tim Sale have to go and die? Yeah. So we've lost another great artist, Tim Sale, best known for the long Halloween. Obviously, uh, Dark Victory. Dark Victory was the first thing I remember reading. Did all the art for the heroes paint the paintings in the heroes show. Um, Iconic, iconic, and I think that's why I really love the long Halloween animated movies because they tried to make the animation look a lot like his artwork. Yeah, they did a good job incorporating it. Yeah, so I kind of wanted to just read uh, Jim Lee's statement about it because it was profound tim sale was an amazing amazing artist draftsman and storyteller he had that special kind of talent you encounter once in a generation i am convinced his work stood out because he was simply fearless he didn't care that his work looked different from the mainstream house's style beyond that style which became his trademark tim clearly put a premium on storytelling clarity and pacing cherishing emotions above all i think he would freely admit his style was neither slick or hyper detailed or particularly 
precise, but he quickly became both an artist, an artist, artist, and also a fan favorite, which is not a common combination. Truthfully, he had the kind of talent used, usually associated with most arrogant or self-absorbed among us, but not Tim. He was such a sweet, kind, and good-natured soul. He's one of my fondest memories with Tim Sale, and it's just a picture of them. I feel fortunate to have called him a friend and will miss him beyond words. Tim passed away this morning. He was only 66 years old. So yeah, Tim Sale. 2022. So we've lost Tim. We've lost George. We've lost Neil. Can this year just end? Do we know how he died? Uh, I do not know. I don't know. It seemed pretty sudden. Yeah. Well, I know that... uh, Jim Lee did post something before that said he was uh, going to the hospital because his health, he wasn't in good health. So I don't know what that and what that entails. So and then it was literally like two days later passed away. So if you're ever in the market for reading a Tim Sale book, read Batman the Long Halloween. Yep. It is one of his best. I'm really glad that I got that Long Halloween special this past year. It was like a continuation uh, that Mm -hmm. they came out with. Uh, this past year so that's probably like his last work really so yeah another sad news on some positive news i finally i mean we're going back to like episode 15 here i think i don't know i finally got my superman deceased zombie action figure fellas (laughs) really now so you were deceased by the time you got it it was, it's been like two years. I pre-ordered it, got canceled. I ordered it on eBay, got canceled. I found another website, got canceled. And then Gibb sends me a picture randomly last Tuesday and says, guess what finally showed up? I'm like, oh, damn. Man. I was talking to Tom Gott today. <laughs> He's like, yep, I got all eight. <laughs> How's he doing? He's doing good. They're getting ready to go to San Diego. So I don't know if he's thrilled about it or not, but yeah. So got my deceased Superman zombie action figure, boys. I know now you guys can all rest. So I am going to sleep soundly because of that tonight. (laughs) As am I. (laughs) All right. So I got another couple weird uh, news articles. I ran across this one yesterday at work and I tried to send it to you guys, but Rob said he couldn't read it because it was like a private group. This is like freaking weird. Okay. So it's been four years since Stan Lee passed away. And apparently there are these books circulating and they're selling it claiming it is signed with stan lee's blood and his dna gross so i don't know i was i don't really trust tmz they're kind of just like a splash you know crazy whatever but they're like one step up from the tabloids but that's it it is it's like crazy tabloid they are the epitome of i'll just get it out there whether it's real or not we'll just put a spin on it but I don't know. Apparently in the like his last few years, you know, Stan was getting, you know, he was in and out of the hospital or whatever. But the rumor is that uh, people around him were like, oh, he needs a blood draw or whatever. And like took his blood and his DNA and trying to make a a buck off of it. But I just thought that was up and gross. (laughs) So apparently you can get books signed in his blood and i just i just don't think i I just don't think they should be allowed to sell that shit that's crazy (laughs) i mean i love him and all but ew i don't think he would approve of that no can't see him saying excelsior to that (laughs) well like come on okay it's his blood but did he really sign that with that pen doubt it all right so my last little uh cool bit of news was 
this was a bleeding cool article that I came across. God, probably four weeks ago. The most expensive Batman piece of artwork ever just sold. Do you know how much? One point uh, two million. Your guess is one point two. Rob, what's your guess? Eight million. Oh, that's a little high. The most expensive Batman piece of artwork sold for two point four million dollars. And it was the cover of Batman the Dark Knight Returns with the lightning bolt in the background and the silhouette of Batman. Mm-hmm. Um sold at a uh, I believe it's a heritage auction, sold it. So let's see. A month ago, Bleeding Cool. Uh, cover of Batman The Dark Knight Returns, book one by Frank Miller, was used for the main cover for the best-selling collection, would crack a million dollars when it went to auction for the first time today. It went far, far beyond that, selling as part of a massive auction of premium comic books and original artwork at Heritage Auctions for a mighty $2.4 million. It is, is that not Frank the, Miller's like original? I would assume. It's not... It's not a record for a comic book page. It is not a record for a comic book cover, but it is a record for Frank Miller and for Batman. The highest price any Frank Miller or Batman piece of artwork has ever received previously, that Batman record was for Miller's mentor, are now, sadly, Neil Adams. His 1973 cover for Batman 251, which sold for only $600,000 in November of 2019 and a previous page from the dark knight return sold for four hundred forty eight thousand dollars. so lord that shit is crazy a cover sold for 2.4 if only i had that kind of money i wouldn't spend it on that (laughs) (laughs) i did uh hear some rumors that uh this is just rumors so i don't know for sure until san diego uh happens but there's supposedly going to be a james tinian panel uh, possibly discussing a deal for something is killing the children with Netflix. Oh boy. Oh Lord. So whether that is true or not, I don't know, but he's going to be at my next con at Fan Expo Canada. He's going to be at New York too. Oh, good. So that's all the uh, fun, funky blood and news and money that I got to talk about. Uh, anybody else got any news? My next trip will be in August 25th through the 28th. I'll be at the Fan Expo Canada. Well, I'll see Dave Ross and I'll see. Have you started saving for your commission? Your commission? No, I haven't. No, I haven't. 500 bucks, buddy. Uh, Rich, uh, we have an update on uh, New York Comic Con travels. Let's hear it. Uh, our flight has been uh, not delayed, but accelerated immensely i think we were leaving at like the 10 o'clock hour we're now leaving in the seven o'clock hour in the morning or the in evening? the morning were we we'll get through tsa were we already through the day or were we already off that day i can't remember what day yes, were we leaving we were leaving at like 10 o'clock in the morning now we're leaving at like 7 30 in the morning so mark are you off that day friday yeah yeah, yeah. no well good then we go we'll be getting food. in early <laughs> we'll go to Whole Foods. <laughs> yeah, we'll get our shit and come back and rest. I just want us to watch Comic Book Man. I want us to watch movies. I want us to watch. This is one of my that night, Friday night before we go. I want us to watch one of my favorite movies of all time, Judgment Night, with Emilio okay. Estevez, Cuba Gooding Jr., Jeremy Piven, Stephen Dorff, nineteen ninety three. Oh my gosh, it is an awesome movie. I think I've seen that <laughs> once. Oh, awesome movie. We're not gonna watch Escape from New York. We can. Draw. <laughs> Got it. Got it on Blu-ray? No, I'm going to go see it, though, on August 1st uh, no at the shit. Nighthawk Theater. I'm going to go see it. I just saw The Warriors the other uh, couple weeks ago at the Roxy Cinema in Tribeca. That was fun to see. 
That's awesome. Uh, so I think we'll save this for the next episode, fellas, but we need to debrief on Batman Unburied. Uh, Mark and I were talking. Mark's in, uh, somewhat started on it, and I've only gotten through one episode. Guys, Mark, you were talking about this for like months. I know. It's been a busy. I've been so busy. I've been so freaking busy. I've been so busy. I listened busy. to that while I made some shelves in my garage. I'm like, oh, man, this is great. <sighs> I've been so busy. I've just been, you know, life is great, but I've just been so busy. Um, I'll go over my poll. I've only I only picked uh four books from this past month to talk about. Uh World's Finest number four came out uh with Mr. Mark Wade. Really good. I enjoyed it. I'm all caught up on the Batman books. I know last episode I was like, I haven't read this, I haven't read this, I haven't read this. And I still have quite a bit, a big pile, but I did get up through one twenty-four. And Chip Zdarsky's uh, writing debut of Batman just came out this past week. So I haven't read it yet, but I'm <laughs> probably going to read it tonight in bed. This will be like, I finally read it. I finally read it. And I haven't read this one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I know I've done nothing but talk shit about this, but I did start it. The Dark Crisis came out. Issues one and two. I'm not collecting all the, uh, you know, Variant the one shots. Covers. No, not like the one shots in, that go through the whole DC universe continuity and all that. But um, I don't know. It's Joshua Williamson. He's doing a pretty good job. I obviously I already discussed way back that Justice League 75, the Justice League was going to die and get replaced by all these other characters or whatever. And we all know they're not dead. And there's this dark army and blah, 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 blah. So I, I don't know. It's it's okay. Uh, I, I am a fan of Joshua Williamson. I think he does a good job. His run on Batman was decent. It wasn't very long. You could just definitely tell that they were trying to line up somebody else. And uh, I did get The Closet, number two from Image Comics. Nice. Uh, good old independent. And uh, it was it's uh, he's setting the stage, and it's, it's good. Um, I did not pull this to talk about it, but just to give you both... A sigh of relief. Batman Catwoman issue 12 came out and that story is over. <laughs> Thank you, God. <laughs> and oh, I believe uh, Mr. Tom, not the king, uh, finally let Batman and Catwoman get married. Oh, since God. he screwed everybody when he was, was on Batman. Dumbest, no, that book is the dumbest <laughs> book ever created. It's a shame because the artwork is really good. You mean Tom yeah. Queen? <laughs> Oh, that he's gonna be at. He's gonna be so. Greg Capullo, James Tynion, Clayman, Tom King. Um, I'd like to see Clayman. Uh, his artwork is great. Well, Clay we Boy need Man. to get. We need to get Mr. Uh, oh God, who Zach or Scott Snyder? Snyder, yeah. Got to get number I think one. Scott signed. Snyder's gonna. Yeah, I think. Scott I'll Snyder's see you next year. <laughs> yeah, shit, I think Scott Snyder's gonna be there. Um, but oh, thank God, Catwoman and Batman. That story has been going for four years there's yeah. no way it's just been a year it's been going on for four years oh, it's been at least two uh, that is the dumbest mm. book ever created so we're what super about? stoked about it though so, uh, we, we were reviewing until, it every episode and it until just, uh, oh, until until the art is just the story is so stupid i was cutting the grass the other day and i was thinking about it because that's what tom queen's books do to you is like and i'm like you know i i should bring it up on the podcast and talk about it but at the ending once again like you get nothing it's just empty i'm like this fucking sucks it's Ugh. the jim lee car it's the jim lee covers that draw you in and then you open it and it's shit just shit I mean, again shit. I just, man's oh, i wasted my time great. dude 
It is great. All right. I, I just I, I hate to talk disparagingly about a, a writer that, that you know that is his job or whatever, but I see his name attached to something. I'm staying clear of it, man. The only thing that I ever really liked that he did was a Superman up, up and away. I believe is what it was. Like the Walmart specials that they did that they released to the comic shops after after it did its run in Walmart, and it was decent. But God. Stop giving this guy Batman. That's all I'm going to say. So that's Rich's poll. Mark, did you uh, want to talk about one of your books? Um, no, I just have a lot that I'm going through right now. And so I have a lot of books that I'm just currently, you know, I just, boy, you know, those 70 books, those Power Man books that I got, I just can't, I, I read them, but I want to read them again because, boy, Chris and John just did the, did the 70 so well. They really did the 70 so well. And I'm just going to, oh, what I'm going to do when we get off here, when we leave, I'm going to start the uh, Superman series. Oh, the Man of Steel? Yeah. yeah Man of Steel. I'm going to start that tonight. That's good. All right. Well, we've gone about an hour or so, and uh, it was really fun catching up, guys. And uh, It was a great episode. Yeah. Good conversation, uh, fellas. Until next time, thanks for listening, and don't forget to bag your board. This is Rich. This is Mark. And this is Rob. Shoot us a comment, all that jazz that I always talk about at the end of the episode. But uh, shoot us an email if you got any comments or any topics you'd like us to talk about, or you know, let us know how great our opinions are about Stranger Things Four, you know, or mm. you know, add your own opinion. Yeah, we'll see you next time. Thank you, as always, for listening and supporting this RMR production. I was happy to talk to you guys. I really wanted. I really was missing you at Mile High. I really needed you there. <laughs> I bet. I love that you went back. That's fucking great. I said, "Fuck this!" I went back to Questions Matchup, called Fuck me an Uber, this. and peace out. How much was oh, your ticket? Fifty bucks. Oh, God, fifty dollars for two hours. It was not a good show. So I, like. I have every t-shirt known to man, so I couldn't even get me a good t-shirt. Dude, you need to get on T Public and get you a uh, Escape from New York shirt for the movie. I want one really bad. You should do that. Hopefully, the, I have one in my shopping cart, but I've just been trying to be good because, you know, of all the cons and things that I'm going oh, to. Man, I just... have a 35% off sale every other week. Hopefully, they'll have one again before. $12 the, uh... for a t-shirt. Come on. Hopefully, they'll have another sale before August 1st, which is when the movie is. Uh, we're going to take the kids to Cedar Point. Cole wants, really wants to do Millennium. And I'm just like, dude, when you see that hill like two miles away and you're waiting in line and you get in that car, you might have a panic attack. <laughs> it's such the best fucking ride, though. That shit's crazy. There's no, you kids are better than me because I'd be, there's no way in hell. I'll be watching you from the ground. There's no way in fucking hell. I'm dude. on the goddamn roller coaster. That shit's crazy. <laughs> well, like. You don't like roller coasters, Mark? Fuck no. That shit is... (laughs) Fuck no. That shit is dangerous. I'll die. That shit is crazy. Oh, my God. (laughs)